Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Guitar Stands for Goalposts. My name is Alex Irons and on this week's show, I'm joined in the studio by senior contributor and Lincoln City fanboy, Jack Rogers. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Yeah, it's an, it's a pleasure to be in the fanciest studio I've ever seen. <laughs> um, feeling extremely um, out of place and extremely <laughs> more northern than usual. So. <laughs> well, we considering uh i wouldn't say you're the most northern guest that we've ever had no with, uh, no no, ne- no neither would i, I feel <laughs> like it's it's always when i'm in lovely places like this i always feel a bit um a bit more common than usual. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i'm from around here and i still feel like that so you're not the only one um right, as i mentioned uh, the, uh you're a lincoln city fan i am mate yeah uh, I'm guessing you're from near Lincoln or from Lincoln itself. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was born in Lincoln. Um, when didn't didn't actually end up living there. Lived um, in you know a village about forty minutes away. But have always it's always been the closest place. And it was, I mean, originally I was raised on Man United um, because my dad was both United and Lincoln, so he would like go to both games be a scoundrel at both games like but Lincoln was his main one mm. and it was kind of like so being raised on United in like the glory years like with you know Cole in York and the whole like, school Solskjaer. of 92 yeah, yeah yeah and like the treble years and then it was like in 2003 he said do you actually want to go to you know a real match like an actual <laughs> you know rather than you know because I'd I'd always just known United before then, but then it was like, you know, you can go to other things, and it was that was um, Lincoln Bristol Rovers. It was actually on the day that England won the Rugby World Cup as well. Oh, in two thousand and three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like I can remember it was like a horrible day apart from that and I remember them <laughs> announcing over it going congratulations to the England rugby team and obviously no one cared it's like it's too far it's north like, yeah well what yeah. well, well, I mean, everyone was just like hey why are you talking about that you? like it's football and yeah we I remember us winning 3-1 I was just hooked from there mm. and it's and from there it's always just been there like season tickets like away days and everything so it's just like it became a part of life and you must be on cloud nine being a Lincoln City fan now two years ago you're in the national conference or whatever it's called now the national league and now you're in league one are you near the top of league one it's it's been a weird time mate it's like it's (laughs) do you are you just making sure you don't wake up at any point and it's 2015 all over again well yeah it's 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 one of those where i think back to those days and it happened in such a blur because with you know with the cowleys when they came in before that it was just a wasteland like central bank was a wasteland it was you know 1500 people coming to games to see his you know rollover i I can't honestly and i think a lot of lincoln fans are the same as this they can't remember any of the players from those teams in the conference years because it was just an in out of loan signings and just it was nonsense mm. and then suddenly yeah you're right like waking up and standing here and going how are we in league one like it's <laughs> it's it, it just feels weird it's it in my lifetime it's never 
well, in my supporting time, it's never happened. It was 21 years, I think, um, since we were last in League One. Then we came straight back down then. Because um, Lincoln have always been a kind of just a mid-table National yeah. League side. Yeah, well, that was the thing, because it was it, we were mid-table league like Division Three side, and then we became a mid-table National League side, and it's like the rest of Lincoln, like, aside from Boston, because they went. Yeah, they down. were League One, I think, at one point, yeah, and then, and they, then just they just fell plummeted. away. And then it, you know, like then in Lincolnshire, it was just like we're just fading away again and doing the same. And yeah, it's. I think it's re- it's become really important especially now to remember where we were then and remember what that was like because this season has been a bit it started again it's like oh it's happening again mm. because last season I well when we first came up to league 2 again I went all right mid table I'm fine like we're 6 years away and then bang straight into playoffs and you feel yeah. and you feel disappointment and it's like how can I feel disappointed about you know finishing the playoffs and not going up and then we did it again finish top and then now it it started out going oh, oh god we're winning again it's happening again <laughs> but then it's kind of like filtered out a little bit because the Cowleys left to go to Huddersfield mm. and it's like a new era again and it's just the teeth and things but it, I just find that there's a few people you know who only know was succeeding and yeah. I think it's just important to remember where we were at that first point and remember where those dark days were and what they took us through are you comparing yourself to Man City at that point <laughs> Because you've now got a generation of kids who watch Man City and only know them for winning everything, uh, apart from the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. (laughs) It is a kind of tale like that, man, yeah, because it's, you know... There's you you as a football fan you need to experience losing. Like, it's a part of... I've I've been saying it loads that, you know, football especially, or any sport, it's like it's the one source of entertainment where in some ways you're not guaranteed to have a good time. Mm. Like you could have the worst day of your life and spend a hundred quid on the day and come back worse off than you started. And, and I think, yeah, like there's, there are kids who are coming up There's kids who were going now when I was younger, like of my age. And it's like, at least then I I had a bit of disappointment. Like kids now, yeah, they all they know is just like full stadiums and like two nil, three nil, four nil wins, and you know everyone's smiling and singing. It's like, you know, I I went through I went through the wars. <laughs> I've, I've been through the wars of this. It's it is a bit like City. It is, and but on a much you know a much more rural, like, raw, rugged scale than... I I was actually at um, the Etihad the other other week for, like, um, for an event in the Legend Suite, and I'm just looking around, it's it's so amazing, and, like, it's a beautiful ground, and... But then you think, well, yeah, this is, like, you know, for some people, as you say, they they only know this they only know mm. this size and it's like when it's little old Lincoln who have always been there but like are now 
consistently selling out games and taking massive followings and people know who we are and people know what we've done where we've been and it's like in that history in a way it's yeah it's it's bizarre because in the same way you know like if you ask half Man City fans about what happened you know often don't even know what main road was yeah like, kids now <laughs> yeah. like to be fair I can just about remember main road yeah, when I'm in I, my I, late 20s yeah I, I can I can just like it's it's a glimmer but it's like you know like they'd go where <laughs> what, what do you mean what do you mean I thought we always had that lovely stadium with a restaurant in it and you know like, and another stadium attached <laughs> and to it for the, on the 21s of yeah. the women what's that about it's like a whole park, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, but up until so long, because when Lincoln actually got a bit of money, it was like we were training on some bloody school field somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's only now that with a bit of cash, they've been able to build an actual facility. And it's like, oh, it's well nice. But, <laughs> but you know, before that, it's like, well, yeah, you had to, you had to book in a slot. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls can play hockey or something. Yeah, so. no restaurant either. No restaurant. No restaurant. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, apart from you know the burger van around the back and I the chippy down the roads. Yeah, I I remember really well. There was a chippy that me and my mum would go into like for the past few years, and oh, it did the best kebab meat. It was mental. Um, but they'd go in and they go, how did they get on? <laughs> and we go, lost again. They go, oh, maybe next week. Here's your kebab. And that was, that was the joy of it. And that was, and yeah, I guess that's the same as our, that was our Marco Pierre White steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> kind of had the same, because um, Lincoln is still, even though they're a league team now, they're still, I'm guessing the ground is still very non-league. Um, and I don't mean that in any disrespect, because I do love non-league football. It's, it's it's a really old school ground which has you know it's you know how with um you know like with old trafford or whatever they've filled in the gaps as much as they mm. can well imagine that but like seven times smaller so there's like the one massive stand which is like you know where the atmosphere is and everyone and then there's just two tiny ones on the sides and then bizarrely there's a stand which I think was built, you know, 20 years ago, but they couldn't finish it all. So now there's just a little, they they did it as like, oh, a family stand or, you know, Impson community. Like when, when away teams come and they bring like maybe 50 people, stick, yeah. stick them in there, <laughs> just stick them in there that bit. So it's, it's, it's a weird one. It's, it's a really nice proper ground but it wants to be you know yeah bigger it wants to be proper but it just can't have you ever been to the hive which is I have, the barnet's yeah. ground i have i remember when this before they'd done up the stand behind the goal it was just like that big main stand on one on one side and then the other kind of smaller stand with the I said leisure centre or something yeah. behind it, and then you got the two standing areas, and you just see like they just crammed all the away fans in, like just up one end, and they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird mix between a league ground and a yeah. and a non league ground. It was. I, th I remember going. There. I had a, we had a rubbish day there. <laughs> like it was. That makes a change, but it normally terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this was when they were at the bottom and struggling, and we were one of their only points we were like a turning point for them like that, that, <laughs> we were that glimmer of hope for them yeah and it 
and it rained all day but like it was I think it is really nice how there are those teams who are trying to you know bring themselves like in mm. non-league because non-league non-league for ages was like no no one knew what it was it was like this weird you know I wouldn't say that no one knew what it was because there wasn't an era where non-league was massive and then with the rise of the professional game and Sky Sports and everything else it's kind of taken all not just the revenue but it's taken the fans away it's like oh, why would we go out on a rainy Tuesday night and watch a team who are terrible when we can stay at home and we can watch Champions League football yeah. from the comfort of our sofa and not get soaked and cold and whatever Yeah. so I feel that people to call people hardcore football fans because they're going watch non-league football I kind of feel is unjustified because no, yeah. you can be hardcore you and still hardcore. love your club and but you're watching it from home because you can't make the game or whatever yeah Armchair fans are a different story. Oh, yeah. But I think they get confused in the between the hardcore fans that don't go out as much because of financial constraints or whatever. Which is another reason, which is why non league is good because it's cheaper, but it's still quite expensive. Well, when when we first went down, it was like for non league football, it was still like 22 quid. Wow. Yeah. That's quite expensive. Which, Is that per person or for everyone? It was, uh, that was for adults. And then, <laughs> but it was, I think it was because things were so rough. It was like, we need mm. to get the money from somewhere. For, but it, I find, I do find it really interesting how, I think a good example of a team which needs, you know, that push is, and which can, which should benefit from you know like fans wanting to take their like kids to yeah. things like my dad with, did with me is Boreham Wood which mm. is you know, just up the road in North London and they actually advertise like come here when Arsenal are away like yeah. like right that because I think they serve as like you know maybe a weird feeder club as well and they, I think they are a feeder club the Arsenal players will go on loan yeah. like their youth players will go on loan to Bournemouth my local club does the same I think with I'm not sure if it's QPR or if it's all Premier League season tickets they say if you've got a season ticket for a Premier League side and maybe QPR I'm not entirely sure mm. you can go in for like half price I think it's I think it's really it's a good way of doing it and it, it is like because who knows where I would have been if you know like my dad hadn't gone do you want to come to this and see the rest of it like I could be I think I'd still be you know as like passionate about a team but like if it was I was going to I was struggling to get tickets to go to Old Trafford or something mm. and it's like well no, I've, I'd, I'm much happier you know being someone who can like go and see these clubs and see like this roots football and enjoy things like I like, actually be a part of it in a different way and I think you know if if clubs can keep on pushing that for like younger people and you know football fans coming up so like a big thing which the Cowleys did and this is something which it's it's so annoying that we have to talk about it now, even though it's a new <laughs> era. But what they did was they said when they started, they saw like some kids playing um, and they were wearing Man City shirts, they were wearing Barcelona shirts, they were wearing Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. And they were like, we want those kids wearing Lincoln shirts. And that's what they did in the time that they were there. Mm. And I think that's such... 
it's such a simple thing but such an effective thing of like letting a community know that there is a club there for them to go to and to enjoy that they don't have to be you know in the pub they don't have to be like watching on telly all the time they can go and get involved and meet like meet these players and you know enjoy everything which football has to offer Mm, of course and if you were just a Man United fan, I don't think you'd be as happy as you are as a Lincoln's Eve, a Lincoln's Eve fan. Oh, man, I've been, I've been <laughs> miserable. But, but I saw the thing as well, it's like, you know, I, I've always kept an eye on United. Like, I don't indulge as much as I would have, you know, maybe 15 years ago. When, but I think there's still elements of, I've, I, I guess, perceptions an interesting thing with it because it's like if you are raised on United and right now it is pretty miserable and it has been miserable for you know six years when you've had so much before and there's you see people you, you go on Twitter and it's like oh you don't know what it's like like <laughs> like you, you don't know it's like you know freezing that oh it must be so hard it's like having a 90 million pound player not performing it's like yeah but that's it's different because that's like that's just the level that this has been at and it's you know you can't compare like League 2 football to what the Premier no. League is and but I think yeah <laughs> even though like Lincoln have given me some of my best and worst days I feel as though I'd rather have a worse day you know like actually being there than sitting at home sulking after I've watched you know a 5 nil like decimation by or a 7-2 keeping it topical oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> almost satirical though I it, I do feel on the subjects of that it does feel very much like a proper freak result in that it it was like it looked like everything that Bayern kicked went in but it's by chance that every goal was amazing Mm. as well which I think it's I think it's quite you know I think it's quite difficult you because we had it last week we lost 6-0 to Oxford at home and it was but they scored some banging goals and we we were awful we were at like the worst I've seen in years, but you have to give credit to the other side. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just have those days. Yeah, it's quite different being a fan of a team that likes to have 80 possession, 80 point, 80% of the possession of the ball and then not really do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, unlike, or well, to be fair, yesterday they scored four, but some of them were just, get a couple of Kenny's goals or absolute quality. Yeah, and then Mitrovic's goals were just. Oh, I'm going to tap them in. Yeah, you have a good mix of. Eh, we've got the ball for most of the game. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, well, I, I think that I think that is joy as well. I think that comes from you know. I think sometimes when like a team can win five nil and play awfully, mm. like just get it, lucky. Yeah, each time, and it's like two penos and like whatever and a fluke and whatever. Like if you're in a position where a team is your team is playing amazing and making the goals look amazing that's when you just like it doesn't get better than this mm, of course I was going to say um, as you mentioned earlier with your uh, some of your better days what would you say is your favourite moment being a Lincoln City fan ever 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 hmm 
That's an interesting one. There's, I think, hmm. No. <laughs> I think you've stumped here because there's one which goes straight into my memory quite a lot, but it is a recent one. That's well, fine. Well, well, actually, I, I, I'll say possibly, yeah. So it was the one that I think, oh, I might say another, like, but, <laughs> because there's a couple in it. But um, last season we had to travel to... MK Dons mm. like near the end of the season and they were the team you know just on our tail chasing us um, and I was bricking it about going there like we sold 5,000 took it out and it was a hard like horrible game to watch because you just like you know it could go either way mm. like we got a peno scored that like like big Johnny Kindy like put us an inch ahead and um, and then it was just like total, you know, they were pushing forward so much. And in the last minute, broke away and Bruno Andrade scored an absolute peach in the 92nd minute. And I just remember, like, I was... <laughs> I've, my girlfriend's got just got into, you know, football quite a bit. I, she's fallen for Lincoln because of seeing it in the same way that I did again. Yeah. Was she also a Man United fan? Uh, she want, uh, she's, she came from a rugby family, so okay. a like um, which but, code? I won't judge. Oh, I can't remember. I don't. I don't <laughs> that much. Just like just gem, general, oh, general Tom Fuller. Okay. Um, and um, you know she fell for it, and I just remember when that goal went in, grabbing her and just like going as tears were streaming down <laughs> because it was just like just that feeling of just you know relief, and I've heard like those moments when you turn around and you don't know what's happening and then you lose five minutes and then the next thing you know you know you're outside going how did I even get here and, <laughs> and but then you go oh that's it um that was really special and it just like made you know everything worth it or another one which was quite special was you know the FA Cup run that we had where I went to the Burnley game mm. And which my, year was this? This was 2016. Okay, where you know it was we beat um Ipswich in the second round, um, and then beat um Brighton in third, and then we went to Burnley. And um, like this was like the point where things kind of turned and changed, um. Was this the year that Lincoln went to the quarterfinals? Yeah, okay, and then yeah, went yeah. to and went to Arsenal. And my godfather, um, Bill Bateman, was a Burnley fan, mm. and season he called and he went, you know what, you know, come with me, like, sorry, you don't have to stress about tickets and that, like, just come in the Burnley end, it'll be fine. Like, <laughs> every, every, everyone's great lads, and it was. So this was the game as well where you know Jerry Barton was on one. And of course, was, when is he not? And um, and from that like it was a bit rough because like we were putting a shift in and they were doing great as well but then again another last minute like Sean Raggett scored a last minute header and I just remember again just like because he'd been ribbing me like oh, are you gonna get it? and then just turning to him and just going I can't even like 
I can't even mug this off. I can't yeah. even mug you off for this because it's just like we've just scored and we're going to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And it's and it was just that other feeling of like it's it's both the fact that both of these moments that I've said are from recent memories because like that drought really really sucked the life out of what the club was like mm. i have i have a few you know there's few memories from like 15 years ago but it's just like she was so young and it's just like there's been so many years of like that hurt that it's just like the good times now are even better than anything before but yeah like that burnley goal it was just like i i remember like as not being able to say anything to her there and then he just went you know what fair enough and then I remember buying eight cans of Budweiser (laughs) (laughs) and getting how long did they last oh I did it like you know Simpson style I just opened all of them and just (laughs) of course it was just like yeah yeah just like I think those two kind of stick out as you know really special ones just like the pandemonium of now and yeah yeah I think I think that just shows how special the recent years have been. Yeah, like, to, and also it's been quite a, a meteoric rise as well. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. not taken, you'd have to be, like, pretty, just not football, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here, um, football educated to know that Lincoln have always, not always been, but have known to be just kind of there. Yeah. In league two and then in in the northern the northern in the national prem and now that they've kind of kind of shot up the league and could possibly do it again yeah, yeah. Um, well i mean like you know i could be, the fact is i could go you know and think of like in 2007 when ryan amu scored two goals away at peterborough um went one two one or i remember when Swansea were in Division Three with us, and Gary Monk scored an own goal for them in like the <laughs> ninth, and that was like massive as well. And, yeah, but it's like all those things because it was just like they just sit, you know, in the middle, and they kind of like they mean little bits, but it's like, well, it was just part of this kind of like mediocrity, yeah, which was across the board. It's, and Man City and, and Swansea were both there. Fulham were there. Yeah. My team, Fulham. Um, there was a period before I was born where, or around about the time I was born, where they were struggling to stay in the Football League altogether. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, they can't stay. They don't like staying in the Premier League now. But um, to see, I grew up in that era in the same way where I think Alfred came in in 96. And that's when... My first game was in 94. My dad started taking me and my brothers to more games. So we grew up with this Fulham team that just kept winning. Yeah. Um, and then we got into the Premier League in 2000, I think. And we should have beat Man United on yeah. the opening day. But it never happens because it's Man United. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's all these... It's, it is all just these moments where, you know, the same that you can have there, the phases you like, you have these moments as a kid when you're like oh I kind of remember that but it's then it is when those actual successes come that you kind of go on oh, no, those were the ones which really meant a lot and it's it's it is it would be really cool to be able to say oh I remember this you know I remember in a way like I remember another one where it was it was in the National League winning season where 
it was where Tranmere were chasing after us as well. And they, um, I, I think they beat Solihull Moors 7 1 mm. on a day. And the goals just kept going in. And we couldn't get a goal to save life. We were away at Eastleigh. And then again, Sean Raggett like rises up. He, that in that game he like he got battered and like half his two of his teeth fell out but he kept on playing and then he just got ahead and it was just like you know that sweet moment and I, I remember like the Eastleigh's ground was like in a national like National Trust Park yeah you got to walk through it and I was just like this feeling of ease but it was like again you know just moments of like you know little things little snippets of just happiness mm. and i think i think that's again it's those things you know which you know having a smaller team to go to gives you it's, yeah it, it's what having you know a team which is your own rather than like everyone else's gives you i mean i support a team but well, i'm guessing you're from like northeast london as well well, that's where you're living at the moment. Uh, south. You're in South at the moment. Yeah, okay. I've, you mentioned Poron Wood, so. Oh, okay. Um, I I did live. I just lived next to Dulwich Hamlet. Ah, um, there we go. So yeah. another example of a club that have kind of really grown in the, into their community. Are they still in Dulwich, or are they still? In, um, are they now gone? Are they? In, they were ground sharing of Tooting and Mitchell. Yeah, they they got the ground back. Okay. Um, which was it was it was in it. I find them as a team really interesting in how it was that horrible, you know, their identity being taken away, which brought more support to them. And I think, I think they're an interesting club in how there's the kind of it's not a tourist attraction. Mm. But I think because of like their values and the things that you know stand for, like you know, and. I think for a lot of people as well, because you can drink pints out there. But it's, it's, it's probably just, one of the only clubs where you can do that because yeah. most teams, I think most in the football league, you can't do that. Full no, stop. I no. don't know if it's the same in the but, in the national league. But no, but I think it's well, it depends on the ground. Like mm. some place, some place you take your dog, have a, have a fag. Like, yeah, <laughs> do do the crossword. Um, but <laughs> depends on who you're watching. Yeah, um, but but with them, it's kind of like. It's the rise of that and like, you know, the acclaim of what they do is amazing. But I know people who have gone to see them who, you know, would never have gone to a football match before. But it's being able to go there and see, you know, what these small teams do again. And I do think, you know, being able to have a pint does help. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, like that did. So, I wouldn't say it did loads for the area because it's like, you know, Dulwich is a really lovely place already like it has it's very prosperous but like having like you know that grassroots feel there as well mm. which like gives it a different bit of identity and also bringing people there it's it was pretty you know it's amazing and like the fact that a team which is in they're in um national league south now is getting you know two thousand or whatever especially based teams. in london as well exactly where you know you have a plethora of choices like you could go to you know you could see Premier League football for 20 quid like that mm. well they have the connection with um Crystal Palace yeah where they have a friendly every year a fundraiser and but they also welcome their fans to come you know she is Dutch season ticket holder and they're you know haven't got a game come mm. and see Palace and such but like 
the appeal that people want to go and see football on that scale and and even attracting people who wouldn't go anyway to fall in love with football is is really special mm, of course moving on who would you say is your favorite player for all of the wrong reasons <laughs> For all of the wrong reasons. Um, hmm. It's an interesting one because I, I, was, I knew what I was going in for then, but I'm like, oh, you gotta think he was a scallywag. Um, hmm. I mean, and recent memory again it's, got, it's always recent memory with these ones but Matt Reed was you know a favourite because he was such an annoyance for everyone <laughs> you know like a bloke who <laughs> a bloke who drove JCBs mm. for a living and then from the draining ground yeah. back home to the ground yeah well, <laughs> if he did like and just like a massive bloke like the one like the ones which everyone will see because he's like he's like heavy set he's got a bald spot on on FIFA when we got back he looked like a monk because <laughs> like they couldn't like amazing because they couldn't make hair look you know like it was like going so it's just like a circle on the back of his head <laughs> but big bloke who just loved winding people up and and he was just like the player who if he'd playing against you you hate him mm. and there was times you know, like when you're going, away, oh, hey, brilliant. But you're a bit like, that's a bit dodgy. You know, something that he could do and, you know, like, and maybe... Because he was so massive, like, he'd have a stray elbow, but he'd lash out sometimes. And you yeah. think, oh, it's just really been... And you're a bit like, if that was against me, I'd be a bit annoyed. But he he went, he went, left, you know, just now to go to um, Billy Ricky, which I think... Okay, yeah. Which I think it's just like, you know, when a player reaches there point it's like yeah league one will eat you alive like you know go, go and smash it like low down again and annoy a completely new set of you know of fans. players yeah but but it, yeah he was one way it's just like oh you're a bastard but i love you <laughs> right if anything you might be getting paid more at billy ricky the way that they're going yeah well I don't I haven't been keeping up but um seems that matey boy Greg Tamlin you know he's gone again but he he went he's there one week and he's not there yeah, the next he's, yeah. he's been like that for years oh god mate when he when he got them all singing R. Kelly I was like especially right now like, oh god yeah, yeah that's true like, like with that right now it's a bit like that video has aged terribly yeah but like if I was a fan of that I'd oh, give him my season ticket I'm just like <laughs> like like I'm all for aspirational speeches, but don't get you, like especially when it's like he, he used to do things. He'd go, he'd film himself at midnight, going, "I'm so excited for the game tomorrow. I can't wait. I just can't sleep because we are Bill and Ricky and we are together and we can do this." It's like and they get spanked four 0 Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> mate, yeah, mate. You're gonna get spanked by Eastbourne. Like, yeah. like just, just go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's got to be really like. A club legend for all the weirdest, dodgiest reasons. I still love movie, staying on Bielorucki, the fact that they, when they repainted the dressing rooms, it was with like lions and yeah. all sorts. I'm like, what is this? Well, it's, it's just like, I think, oh. <laughs> I, 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 th I think there's elements a bit like, 
like football is a very emotional game to begin with and I think you know it's easy to put like it's you know it is all about like that pride and whatever but when you start putting actual you know like TK Maxx level slogans on walls like like when people are trying to get you know like whatever I'm like the way that Anfield is that this is Anfield yeah yeah. which is just nice and simple and proper but then it's just like there's teams who basically put live laugh love like there in a frame yeah yeah but like painting massive letters with a badge and it's just like oh just keep it just don't make it too whatever and that's it feels a bit like what he was trying to mm. do with that and you know <laughs> just had an image of my head you know with uh, Tottenham's to dare is to do yeah which is what Bayern Munich did last night um, when <laughs> just imagine just like when everyone's got that those placards and it spells it out on the stand if they just had live laugh love just <laughs> people holding it up as the players come onto the pitch it's just <laughs> see I think that's a lot more inspiring in a way <laughs> Like, 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 yeah, let's not play here like, anymore. Like, yeah, like, look, look, like, to look up there, it's just like... <laughs> look, and also, with those signs, it's like, if someone's not holding it up, it just... Like, players trying to look up and say, I don't know what I'm supposed to be inspired by, I can't read that properly. <laughs> like, yeah, we've... I've, I think... Yeah, I think there's an element of, you know, like... If you actually made players, you know, like, calm down, it's just like... It's making it all about you know pride and ambition and stuff it's just like just let people chill out a bit you know, like, <laughs> like we've got 90 minutes of exercise ahead yeah guys live love love come yeah. on <laughs> love your team laugh at them when they're winning and what was the other one live don't forget to breathe don't forget to breathe yeah I nearly did then for a second <laughs> trying to think about what that could have been about there's like stuff like the flags as well I think there's a, a Twitter page called Leicester City taken out of context mm. and they've got like this big banner that's going along one of the stands and there's a hole cut in the flag and just as the picture was taken you can just see this little old lady's head sticking out of the hole in the flag and it's one of the most it's just one of the best pictures you could ever see I think the do you remember last season, like in the FA, FA Cup, where like it was at Molyneux or whatever, and it was just like there was a light show, yes, fire before, and it was like, like before the Man United game, yeah, and it's like, what, why? Because <laughs> like, they know they're going to beat Man United, so they might as well have like a big occasion for it. Yeah, well, 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 it's even like it works like that. Yeah, because then it was just like, oh, oh yeah, like, let's let's make this remember. But it's like if you go, like it. You're making it like a franchise again. It's like it. it, it, it I think. It, I think. I think there's like there's the right levels. It's like you know. You know when they used to have like the old school when it was like the whistling things, which kids spin around. Yeah. And, and or the clappers at Fulham, yeah, which everyone hated. Yeah, and like bits like that. It's just like keep it there. But then like when you're making it out, you know, like to be a even bigger than it is. Like, imagine doing that. I don't know. Be, having Playing Man United at home in the FA Cup's a pretty big thing. I know, but I'm imagining it if it was like Wigan Portsmouth or something. <laughs> Light show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like if they had the same, like a firework display. For, Why not? Well, that could be the best part of the whole game. People have paid 30 quid for a ticket. They get an amazing light show and a drab football yeah, match. Yeah, but then like when... I'll go to somewhere like Stoke and then it's just like we can't even let off the fireworks because it's raining. You know, it's like, <laughs> Not every like, Tuesday is yeah, raining yeah, in Stoke. Yeah. Isn't it? 
I thought it was. Like, no, it might have been. It might have been yeah. last night, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought that was like. I thought it was a contractually obliged. But <laughs> it has like, to rain. Stoke. Stoke, yeah, just as God is like is making all the countries and is planning out. It's like right, writing here on this bit of paper that every Tuesday night in Stoke, when it's built, it has to rain yeah. without like. Um, yeah, without. I didn't. I didn't even know. Exception. I didn't even know Stoke played on Saturdays. I thought it was always just like <laughs> wet, tu- rains. wet Tuesday nights. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> just if it's not a Tuesday, right? It's Sunday evening at eight in the. It's Sunday at eight in the evening, starting to drizzle a little bit. Wait. Let's get the ball out. <laughs> put your, put your, put your pads boots on, on. Lads. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, get the pads on. Uh, we're uh, we've got to call Portsmouth now so they can get yeah. here just <laughs> before it stops raining. <laughs> But what would you say is your favourite ever sporting moment? This could be any sport. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Um, I'm throwing all the big ones out here, I apologise. Hmm. I think that... Hmm. All sports, bloody hell. Um, I mean, it's going to have to... Hmm. I mean, the obvious one, which I know that everyone will say, is the, you know, World Cup last year. Mm. Um, Has been mentioned once or twice. Yeah, already. I was going to say like, but I think that <laughs> it's just too obvious. It's like it's it's become like the new, you know, new big one because oh, it's not. Yeah, well, nothing like that has happened in our lifetimes yeah. for sure. And I mean, the last time that happened would have been 90... World Cup 90 and then Euro 96. I wasn't born for 90, and I barely remember 96. But I think even that, like, you can't say, oh, that half an hour, that... Like, because that's just not sport, that's just, like, an existence. It Mm. was the best half an hour ever. Like, I bet more pints got poured in that (laughs) than, you know, anything else, but... Uh, I was working in a pub at the time over that World Cup, we, I think the most pints we probably would have sold would have been. When did we play? Was it Panama? Mm. And it was a one o'clock kickoff. Oh, that was a great. Day. It would have been then because people were, we opened and there was a queue already mm. as we were opening. Yeah, and it was non-stop all the way through to when we closed at twelve o'clock. I've, I mean, I remember that day well. Like it was. Yeah, that that one. It was like you know that twelve got a thing. I'm, I I can't even think how many times I saw three lines, but <laughs> as I say, it's too obvious now because it was too good. But if it was anything else, I think I remember watching. Um, oh, I remember watching the Ashes in two thousand and five really yeah. well, like Freddie's Ashes, and I can't remember. The, the same moments but I just remember that whole atmosphere there where it was like I think there's something really magical when and it worked with the World Cup it worked uh, it's when a nation is you know captivated by something in that way and everyone's in it and everyone feels the same I think there was something about that Ashes in particular because there's been amazing things in cricket since and you know I've, I've grown older and wiser and have you know lost interest um, <laughs> but at that time I think there was just something really special about that surprised you didn't mention this year's Cricket World Cup hey, well I mean like even then I was a bit like like if it, yeah 
that's where my older wiser one I was a bit like it, it felt the same but I think there was just something at that time there was you know everything being able to be on the show um but aside from that man you really stumped me like you've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've left it way too open like I'm I can't even in in thousand years of sport I can't remember anything else that's happened apart from last <laughs> cricket world cricket ashes 2005 <laughs> yeah, and the world cup that's all that's happened like that's that's like <laughs> for England yeah I guess so yeah for everything else yeah um I I know a good one that I do love and I watch it loads actually remember um in that in the playoffs like a few years back when it was Watford and Leicester Oh yeah, of course, of like, course. Like the Leicester pen. I think that's got to be one of mine as well. Actually. Oh mate, just I remember watching it on TV and being like, "This is incredible!" Like it's, it, I think the, all the commentaries with it, and it's just like you know, I think there's something when you can put yourself in those shoes of like if you had experienced that there as well as your team, and it's just like I can't even imagine like where I would have ended up in that same way. Like, <laughs> as just, a Watford fan on the pitch, as a Leicester fan, you don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But just like, Deeney absolutely battered that ball, didn't he? Just like, <laughs> yeah. I think those ones, with moments like that which make you emotional for a team you wouldn't worry about either. Yeah. It's just like, unbeatable. The commentary is iconic as well. Yeah. It's almost an Aguero-esque moment. Yeah, but I've, I try and forget about that. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's that is literally one of the oh, best, of it's one of the best moments ever, but there's still like that little inkling in the back where I was just like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't enjoy this. I actually used to date a Leicester City fan who hadn't, heard they didn't know that that happened <laughs> they'd only really got into football because Leicester won the Premier League yeah and then Leicester they were that's where they were from well, 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 didn't really care about football until Leicester won the Premier League and then that was it well my well my old housemate she went to uni in Leicester when that happened and she mm. just said it was like a week long just pie like people just didn't go to bed yeah. like Office open, office were open twenty four hours. There's people going at eight in the morning and buying another crate. Like it was like a national holiday. So it's a <laughs> bit like if that's what happened in Leicester. Imagine if, imagine if that happened with the whole of England. Like if we, if England won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And it was like not just Central there. It was like everything. Like, like site would crumble would fall into the sea <laughs> I was going to say just to give context to where we're recording this we're recording this at Talk Sport in one of their side studios and if England had won the World Cup this place would go into meltdown oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can it would just be I mean like in that semi-final man like if we we were talking about marching from Peckham to Trafalgar Square mm. and stopping off at every offie on the way and then it was just like and then you wouldn't make it to Trafalgar Square well, well it was like it was the disappointment because we're like oh we have to go home and it's like <laughs> we have to face but it was just like that was if that was just that like hey literally the the floor would buckle and then the country would just sink into the sea, and we'd be, and we'd be like, you know what, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. waves would start coming. Like people think it's global warming. It's like, no, England have won the World <laughs> Cup. It's just everyone out on the lash, just sinking the country slowly yeah. into the ocean. Yeah, Scotland and Wales would be like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, Although they'd be getting rid of us, so they might be happy. <laughs> yeah, no, they'd be like, oh, why you got to do this to us? Why, why have we got to be attached to you? <laughs> why, don't, why, don't, why don't we break the shackles earlier? We knew this would happen. <laughs> Gretna would have a coast <laughs> if England won the World Cup. Uh, but moving on to our last subject, I'm going to split this in two because I feel like it's unfair that I do this for some people and I don't do it for you. But I've got 
What is your favourite kit? And what is your favourite worst kit? Ooh. So the kit that you love to hate. Um, my favourite worst kit? I loved Liverpool's Crunchy. Crunchy? Like, yeah, do you remember the shirt they had which looked like the inside of a Crunchy? No. What oh, year was this? It was like two... It was 2004, 2005, maybe around. No, and it was. So this is the part of the show where Google becomes a very, (laughs) uh, comes essential part. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, but um, it was it was such a like. It was this beautiful honeycomb color, all the way through it, and it did just look like if you bit into a crunchy, all over, and everyone hated it. But I think, I think. You never see it anywhere, you know, like even... Is it this one here? Like a kind of a really bright yellow? Uh, no, it... no, it was it was darker than that. Well, it may be that, yeah. 2004, five. Yeah, that's... That one yeah. there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. And um, I think it just like it just looks so garish and it annoyed so many people. But <laughs> since I'm just like, yeah, like I love kits that annoy people. I think that's, so, I think that's such a special skill that... Um, you know where it's not not to the point where it's just like you know someone's gone against the grain of what you know is tradition it's where someone who's done it has just gone you know what i don't care what these fans think and just gone all out and and then it's just like it's it's not even just like worse and disgusting it's like unwearable (laughs) <laughs> but, like like the fact that they've printed so many of them that there's a warehouse somewhere where like you can ring up and they go can any of them shirts and they're surrounded by boxes they're like, just yeah, like some. yeah yeah just a couple <laughs> um, just the image of the Simpsons came into my head yeah, when you said yeah. that but uh, I always like I always like that one I always remember it was um, I always picture um, Cissé in it you know like when Cissé had those two horrible injuries where like his um his like bone came out, doesn't oh, he? Yeah, and no, I do remember. I just picture. I think I think of that that and that kit. It's the great um, thing to associate with that shirt getting your <laughs> legs broken. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like yeah, all Elysian days. <laughs> I was gonna say talking. I re, re, the first time I ever really saw like a bit of a freak injury. It like. My own experience, I used to play Sunday League football for a local team and some guy dislocated his small finger. Oh, stop. Like, oh, stop but the it. thing is, you know how it's like upright? Yeah. For those of you who are listening, I've got my hand in front of me. Mm. Um, it was like that, but at a 90 degree angle going oh, out that way. Unreal. And it was just like, I was just like, ugh, <laughs> that's just gross. Luckily, there was like an NHS walking yeah. like around the yeah, corner, but, but I was like, I mean, like, mate, put that back in. Yeah, but you remember it. You'll always remember it. That's... I wish I didn't. It's <laughs> gross. Um, but best kit ever. Oh, man. Um, bloody hell. Um, or at least your favourite kit. It doesn't have to be the best oh, one yeah. ever. Well, favourite. I've always loved um I think United have had some amazing kits over the years. Lincoln have had some shockers, like really bad <laughs> ones in recent years, but I think that's bad. Fulham had a green and gold what third kit at one point. Yeah. It's just like I think I own it somewhere at home and I'm just like, why have I got this? Yeah. Um I I always loved United's just all black. Like it's it oh actually I'll tell you what a kit which was amazing, which I always appreciated. West Ham did an all black kit. <laughs> like this, it represents kind of like 
someone who's a bit of afraid of colour I have been for a while. I, I mean, you and me go, both. Yeah, I either go black or black, pink or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm but, exactly the same as someone as a rocker. You go. I don't really feel comfortable anything wearing anything else than black. Yeah. But I should wear other colours yeah. apart from black because well, I never find anything. Well, West Ham did like um, a special kit a few years back, which was all black with black sponsor and black badge as well. And I think there's something really wholesome and like fulfilling about that feeling but I think I remember United's like 04 you know black Vodafone one you know one of the first kits that Ronaldo had and you know I always remember that kit from the game against Arsenal you know where like it kicked off in the tunnel where like, so it was Roy Keane and Patrick yeah, Vieira yeah. and like Ronaldo ran riot and that just kit sticks in my head because it's one so beautiful and just like just so kind of like plain but said everything it does and also just that brilliant period of mm. what United were doing um, yeah aside from that and also I think anything that Norwich wore in the 90s was amazing <laughs> like just like anything which was just like yellow and green and looked horrible <laughs> I'm, I, I've always liked them. I, can well. ju- I think wasn't there one where it's like kind of like confetti, confetti on the on the sleeves? So good, so good. Like just, it's. I've, I think there's something. I've, I've, I feel jealous for teams which have you know kits as iconic as that because yeah. it's like you know you could go oh I could wear that but it'd be a bit weird <laughs> like going oh like oh you're a Norwich fan no not really. But like, but like, I really like how disgusting this is. I think it's just like it's, it's, it's kind of like yeah, it, it's the predicament that everyone has. As I say, one shirt that comes to mind for me, it's not even a football shirt. This one, it's a, it's a, it's a rugby shirt. Mm. But it was when, uh, do you know the London Broncos? Is yeah, that, yeah. So during the nineties, they had this really weird kit where it was like blue and red. The main colour was like red, but it was like blue checks. So like one court was blue, one was red, one was white, and one was yellow. And it just kind of you would you look weird wearing it in public. Yeah. Like and I have like they, when they were Harlequins, I had like a similar shirt and it just didn't look as good. And I would like I bought it and I was like, I would never wear this. Why <laughs> why have I bought this? It's just like hiding in my cupboard, I think. I've just kind of left it there to gather dust. I think there's I think there's a skill with it as well because some I find some kits to wear when you're not going to a game just look a bit odd and you can't mm. really get away with it. Like I think it's it's become easier now with amazing things like classic football shirts making shirts more readily available and like the and no- fashionable yeah and the, and the normalization of you know wearing a foot shirt is it helps but there's some where it's just like it's too like it's you can't even complain about it but it's too sporty yeah <laughs> like, like like it's like oh this shirt is too aerodynamic and it's too <laughs> and it's and it's too you know like like it's too ready for someone who can actually play and you're just like i can't i can't look you know I can't get a look out of this. <laughs> what they should do then is they should advertise them as like they say, oh, it's it's too aerodynamic. They shouldn't say it's too aerodynamic. They could be like, it's so aerodynamic it'll make you walk faster, <laughs> get you through the uh, get you through rush hour quicker. Yeah, but, yeah. But then people just think you just got done five aside for a bit, and then it's like, no, no, I work really hard on this outfit. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it, I think it comes a bit like because it's 
with the fashion side of shirts as well, it kind of falls into how angry people get about, you know, people who don't like bands wearing band merch. Oh, okay, um, yeah. There we go. But but in but in the sort of way it's like, you don't even like that and it's like Yeah, but it's the same as like, you know, if someone wore an England shirt and it's just like it's fashion or whatever. You'd never you'd never see a kid walking around in a um you'd never go up to a kid wearing a Man United top in just like every day being like, You don't support Man United. Yeah. You're a you're a fraud. Whereas yeah. like people with bands are like, You don't even like Metallica, you bought yeah. that shirt in Primark. Yeah. And I'm like, just let the kid wear the thing. Yeah. Na- like, na- name three players from the United Squad in two thousand seven. It's just like name how many times uh, Aussies had to quit the band. Yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's just that that like flow of the two. But I think yeah, it's I think it's nicer that you're able to you know show off who you like in mm-hmm. your team in a way which doesn't look too much like you know your uncle Ted down the pub on a match day. You know, like just or. Or like just wearing, you know, like um, a tracksuit and looking like you know you've actually done sport. Or whatever. <laughs> like it's 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 not about that. You support a team because you don't want to play. Yeah, and as long as you haven't got Uncle Ted's beer belly, you should be exactly, fine. exactly. <laughs> Jack, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the on the show. Uh, where can people find you on socials? Oh bloody hell! Um, <laughs> first, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, you can get me on Jack M. Rodge on both the Insta and the Twitter for um, all your comedic needs and you know um moody poses <laughs> and, booty poses. and yeah and you can find me every month you know writing bits and pieces speaking to rock stars in the rock sound magazine so read rock sound lucky for some <laughs> nice one, mate. Absolute pleasure. And if you Thank want you. to get in contact with the show, you can find uh, Guitar Sounds for Goalposts on Twitter and Instagram uh, by typing in for Goalposts Pod. And you can find myself at Irons Brew. Again, absolute pleasure. Thank um, you for having me, mate. It's been absolutely lovely. You're more than welcome to come on at any time. Oh, and uh, I will, yeah, I'll show you around the lovely studio again <laughs> so you can feel a little more common. <laughs> nice one, mate. Thank you. Cheers, boy.